I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. In today's reading, we'll be looking at the last two chapters of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapters 51 and 52. Here we have a continuation in chapter 51 of Jeremiah's oracle against Babylon, prophesying the fall of Babylon. Verse 1. Verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon, and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me, a destroying wind, and will send unto Babylon phantoms, that shall fan her, and shall empty her land, for in the day of trouble they shall be against her round about. Against him that bendeth, let the archer bend his bow, and against him that lifteth himself up in his brigandine, and spare ye not her young men, destroy ye utterly all her host. Thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, and they that are thrust through in her streets. For Israel hath not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God, but the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee out of the midst of Babylon, and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand, and hath made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her. Take balm for her pain, if so be she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her, and let us go every one into his own country, for her judgment reacheth into heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. The Lord hath brought forth our righteousness. Come, and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Make bright the arrows, gather the shields. The Lord hath raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes, for his device is against Babylon to destroy it, because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple. Set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon, make the watch strong, set up the watchmen, prepare the ambushes, for the Lord hath both devised and done that which he spake against the inhabitants of Babylon. O that thou dwellest upon many waters, abundant in treasures, thine end is come, and the measure of thy covetousness. The Lord of hosts hath sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom, and hath stretched out the heaven by his understanding. When he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain, and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. Every man is brutish by his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image. For his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are vanity, the work of errors. In the time of their visitation they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the former of all things, and Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. 
Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war. For with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee will I destroy kingdoms. And with thee will I break in pieces the horse and his rider, and with thee will I break in pieces the chariot and his rider. With thee will I also break in pieces man and woman, and with thee will I break in pieces old and young, and with thee will I break in pieces the young man and the maid. I also will break in pieces with thee the shepherd and his flock, and with thee will I break in pieces the husbandman and his yoke of oxen, and with thee will I break in pieces captains and rulers. And I will render into Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done in Zion in your sight, saith the Lord. Behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyeth all the earth. And I will stretch out mine hand upon thee, and roll thee down from the rocks, and will make thee a burnt mountain. And they shall not take of thee a stone for a corner, nor stone for foundations, but thou shalt be desolate forever, saith the Lord. Set ye up a standard in the land, blow the trumpet among the nations, prepare the nations against her, call together against her the kingdoms of Ararat, many, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a captain against her, cause the horses to come up as the rough caterpillars, prepare against her the nations with the kings of the Medes, the captains thereof, and all the rulers thereof and all the land of his dominion. And the land shall tremble and sorrow, for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without an inhabitant. The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight. They have remained in their holds. Their faith hath failed. They became as women. They have burned her dwelling places. Her bars are broken. One post shall run to meet another, and one messenger to meet another, to show the king of Babylon that his city is taken at one end. And the passages are stopped, and the reeds they have burned with fire, and the men of war are affrighted. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is like a threshing floor. It is time to thresh her yet a little while, and the time of her harvest shall come. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. The violence done to me and to my flesh be upon Babylon, shall the inhabitant of Zion say. And my blood upon the inhabitants of the Chaldea shall Jerusalem say. Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will plead thy cause and take vengeance for thee. And I will dry up her sea, and make her springs dry. And Babylon shall become heaps, a dwelling place for dragons, an astonishment, and an hissing without an inhabitant. They shall roar together like lions. They shall yell as lions whelps. In their heat I will make their feast, and I will make them drunken, that they may rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep, and not wake, saith the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams with he-goats. How is Shishak taken, and how is the praise of the whole earth surprised? How has Babylon become an astonishment among the nations? The sea has come up upon Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves thereof. Her cities are a desolation, a dry land, and a wilderness, a land wherein no man dwelleth, neither doth any son of man pass thereby. And I will punish Bel in Babylon, and I will bring forth out of his mouth that which he hath swallowed up, and the nations shall not flow together any more unto him, 
yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. My people, go ye out of the midst of her, and deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. And lest your heart faint, and ye fear for the rumor that shall be heard in the land, the rumor shall both come one year, and after that in another year shall come a rumor, and violence in the land, ruler against ruler. Therefore, behold, the days come that I will do judgment upon the graven images of Babylon, and her whole land shall be confounded, and all her slain shall fall in the midst of her. Then the heavens and the earth and all that is therein shall sing for Babylon, for the spoilers shall come unto her from the north, saith the Lord. As Babylon hath caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. Ye that have escaped the sword, go away. Stand not still, remember the Lord afar off, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. We are confounded because we have heard reproach. Shame hath covered our faces, for strangers are come into the sanctuaries of the Lord's house. Wherefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will do judgment upon her graven images, and through all her land the wounded shall groan. Though Babylon should mount up to heaven, and though she should fortify the height of her strength, Yet from me shall spoilers come unto her, saith the Lord. A sound of a cry from Babylon, and great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans, because the Lord hath spoiled Babylon, and destroyed out of her the great voice. When her waves do roar like waters, a noise of their voice is uttered. Because the spoilers come upon her, even upon Babylon, and her mighty men are taken, every one of their bows is broken, for the Lord God of recompenses shall surely requite. And I will make drunk her princes, and her wise men, her captains, and her rulers, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep, and not wake, saith the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken, and her high gates shall be burned with fire, and the people shall labor in vain, and the folks in the fire, and they shall be weary. The word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah, the son of Neriah, the son of Maaseah, when he went with Jedekiah, the king of Judah, into Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. And this Sariah was a quiet prince. So Jeremiah wrote in the book all the evil that should come upon Babylon, even all these words that are written against Babylon. And Jeremiah said to Sariah, When thou comest to Babylon, and shalt see, and shalt read all these words, then shalt thou say, O Lord, thou hast spoken against this place, to cut it off, that none shall remain in it, neither man nor beast, but that it shall be desolate forever. And it shall be, when thou hast made an end of reading this book, that thou shalt bind a stone to it, and cast it into the midst of the Euphrates. And thou shalt say, Thus shall Babylon sink, and shall not rise from the evil that I will bring upon her. And they shall be weary. Thus are the words of Jeremiah. Well, this chapter is a continuation of Jeremiah chapter 50. It's Jeremiah's prophecy against Babylon. What a prophecy it is. 46 verses in chapter 50 and another 64 verses in chapter 51. Well, hey, the projected fall and total devastation of Babylon was a really, really big deal in Jeremiah's day. Who would have even imagined that such a thing was possible back then? Now, while happening over a period of time, Babylon, after falling to the Persians, became a desolate city, just as Jeremiah prophesied. 
completely uninhabited, without structures, and remained so until Saddam Hussein began his rebuilding project in the early 1980s. He rebuilt Nebuchadnezzar's palace on the site where the original was, and he also built another huge palace for himself adjacent to it. By the time the U.S. Marines reached Babylon in 2003, the locals had already ravaged the palaces that had been rebuilt. So in Jeremiah's prophecy here, why was Babylon to be judged so harshly? Well, look at verse 10. It was because they had come up against Zion, Jerusalem. But wait, there's more. The Babylonian conquerors are identified in verse 11 as the Medes, and the reason given for the impending fall of Babylon is because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple. That's talking about the temple in Jerusalem being referenced here in Jeremiah's prophecy. Verse 24 mentions again that the retribution against Babylon is directly linked to their treatment of Jerusalem. And verse 28 once again refers to the hand of God in this retribution of being uh, handed out by the Medes. How many ways can Jeremiah paint the picture of Babylonian destruction? Answer, a bunch. Just read beginning with verse 29 for the next several verses. Yep, no question. Judgment is definitely coming to Babylon as God avenges Israel. Then we see Babylon's future in verse 43 where it says, Her cities are a desolation, a dry land and a wilderness, a land wherein no man dwelleth, neither doth any son of man pass thereby. We see in verse 44 the collapse of Babylon's claim to fame. Their great wall of the city and their recognition as the center of Baal, or Baal worship. Both will come to an end. Notice the promise of verse 49. As Babylon hath caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. The Hebrew word for earth there is Eretz, which is translated earth or land. Here it is a reference to the land of the Babylonians. With the prominence of Babylon in the world during the time of this prophecy, it must have seemed a little far-fetched for Jeremiah to prophesy their defeat, their destruction, their desolation by the Medes. Once again, if you're looking for a prophet-validating prophecy, here you go. Jeremiah said it would happen, and it did about 50 years later in 538 B.C. when the Medes came to town. Jeremiah gave directions to one of Zedekiah's government officials who was headed for Babylon in verses 59 to 64. He told him to read this prophecy aloud when he arrived. Afterward, he was to tie a rock to the scroll and throw it into the Euphrates as an object lesson to his audience. Then he was to repeat these words to the people. Thus shall Babylon sink and shall not rise from the evil that I will bring upon her, and they shall be weary. Pretty good object lesson, I'd say. That brings us to Jeremiah chapter 52, where we see a recap of the end of Jerusalem. Now, before I read this passage, I think that it'd be best to give you an overview of what we're going to see in this chapter. In verses 1 through 11, we see the fall of Jerusalem. In verses 12 to 23, we see that the temple was plundered and burned, and the walls around Jerusalem are broken down. In verses 24 to 30, we see the inhabitants of Jerusalem are deported to Babylon. 
And finally, in verses 31 to 34, we see that Jehoiakim, who was the king that preceded uh, Zedekiah, Jehoiakim is released from prison in Babylon after a 37-year stretch. Jehoiakim, by the way, was just 18 years old when he took over as king. Nebuchadnezzar replaced him after only three months with his 21-year-old uncle Zedekiah. And Nebuchadnezzar's successor, Evil Merodach, later on took care of Jehoiakim back in Babylon. Now reading beginning with verse 1. Zedekiah was 1 and 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamatul, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. And he did that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord it came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah till he had cast them out from his presence that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. And it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month and in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his army against Jerusalem, and pitched against it and built forts against it round about. So the city was besieged into the eleventh year of king Zedekiah. And in the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the famine was sore in the city, so there was no bread for the people of the land. Then the city was broken up, and all the men of war fled, and went forth out of the city by night, by the way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden. Now the Chaldeans were by the city round about, and they went by the way of the plain. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued after the king, and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And all his army was scattered from him. And they took the king and carried him unto the king of Babylon to Riblah in the land of Hamath, where he gave judgment upon him. And the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. He slew also the princes of Judah in Riblah. Then he put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him in chains and carried him to Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. Now in the fifth month and the tenth day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon came Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, which served the king of Babylon into Jerusalem, and burned the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem, and all the houses of the great men burned he with fire. And all the army of the Chaldeans that were with the captain of the guard break down the walls of Jerusalem round about. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captives certain of the poor of the people and the residue of the people that remained in the city and those that fell away that fell to the king of Babylon and the rest of the multitude. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left certain of the poor of the land for vine dressers and for husbandmen, also the pillars of brass that were in the house of the Lord and the bases and the brazen sea that was in the house of the Lord. The Chaldeans break and carried all the brass of them to Babylon. The cauldrons also, and the shovels, and the snuffers, and the bowls, and the spoons, and the vessels of brass, wherewith they ministered, took they away. And the basins, and the firepans, and the bowls, and the cauldrons, and the candlesticks, and the spoons, and the cups, which was of gold in gold, and that which was of silver in silver, took the captain of the guard away. The two pillars, one sea, and twelve brazen bulls that were under the bases, which King Solomon had made in the house of the Lord. The brass of all these vessels was without weight. 
And concerning the pillars, the height of one pillar was eighteen cubits, and a fillet of twelve cubits did compass it. And the thickness thereof was four fingers, it was hollow. And a chapter of brass was upon it, and the height of one chapter was five cubits, with network and pomegranates upon the chapters round about, all of brass. The second pillar also, and the pomegranates, were likened to these. And these were ninety and six pomegranates on a side, and all the pomegranates upon the network were an hundred round about. And the captain of the guard took Sariah, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, and the three keepers of the door. He took also out of the city at Munich, which had the charge of the men of war, and seven men of them that were near the king's person, which were found in the city, and the principal scribe of the host, who mustered the people of the land, and threescore men of the people of the land that were found in the midst of the city. So Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon, to Riblah. The king of Babylon smote them and put them to death in Riblah, in the land of Hamath. Thus Judah was carried away captive out of his own land. This is the people whom Nebuchadnezzar carried away captive in the seventh year, three thousand Jews and three and twenty. In the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, he carried away captive from Jerusalem, eight hundred thirty and two persons. In the three and twentieth year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, carried away captive the Jews, seven hundred forty and five persons. All the persons were four thousand and six hundred. And it came to pass in the seven and thirtieth year of the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twelfth month and five and twentieth day of the month, that evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and brought him forth out of prison, and spake kindly unto him, and set his throne above the throne of the kings that were with him in Babylon, and changed his prison garments, and he did continually eat bread before him all the days of his life. And for his diet there was a continual diet given him of the king of Babylon, every day of portion, until the day of his death, all the days of his life. The fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. was such a notable event in Jewish history. It's recorded in four separate places in the Old Testament. Those places, which, by the way, I've listed in parallel fashion uh, in today's reading. Go to BibleTrack.org to see those parallel passages listed that way. Uh, here we have Second Kings 25. 2 Chronicles 36, Jeremiah 39, and here again in Jeremiah 52. All of these record the demise of Jerusalem. It's like watching the rerun of a movie. It turns out the same way each time, though, Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, wins. So it's uh, 586 B.C., and Israel is now gone. The wealthy and influential, as we saw in the passage, are deported to Babylon, leaving just the poor. Jeremiah had prophesied that this exile would last 70 years. It was at that time that Cyrus, after having conquered Babylon, allowed the exiles to return to their land of Israel. However, it should be remembered that Israel was not a self-governing nation at that time, nor any time since, until May 14, 1948. While some of the prophecies of the Old Testament prophets point to the return to the land under Cyrus, the accompanying revival and rule of the Messiah found in many passages is still yet future 
and it's going to be realized when the millennium comes. So what can you say about Jeremiah now that we've come to the end of the book? Well, here's what I say. Jeremiah, it's better to be right than to be popular. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walker.